Mother's Day, amen? Beautiful, thank you so much. Thank you, what a beautiful song. And uh, we are truly blessed and uh, grateful um, to have such uh, talent and, and willingness to share those kinds of gifts uh, with us. Well, just one more quick thing I want to share with you just before we get started. When you came in, you should have received a program. Inside your program is a study guide that looks like this. And uh, you can locate that. While you're locating that, I want to remind you that our baptism certificates are ready. And so if you were baptized on Easter Sunday and you have not been able to get your certificate, please pick it up today. Um, it will be out in the foyer. And they are beautiful and they're wonderful. You can frame them. And it just lets people know about the treasure you have found in Jesus. Amen? Well, as we are starting today, I thought I would start with a couple scripture verses as we start to talk about a, uh, two parables in one today. And, uh, and one of the things that I want to encourage us to do on this Mother's Day is something very important, and that's husbands and fathers, we should know the way that we treat our wives, our daughters, our mothers, our sisters. We should treat them like treasure. And Proverbs 18.22 says, A man's greatest treasure is his wife. She is a gift from the Lord. And so that's a scripture you might want to write down to remind yourself. Uh, mothers, you should treasure up all of God's promises in your heart. If God has put a promise in your heart, it is yes and amen. And this is what the scripture says. It says, and when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. That's Luke chapter 2. And so when God makes a promise, sometimes you have to treasure that in your heart. And sometimes that treasure's got to be dug out. So moms, don't give up. Continue to believe and continue to trust. And remember the treasure that you have found as you hand that treasure down. And finally, children, treasure your mother the way Jesus did. And uh, Jesus, as he was on the cross in John 19, so the soldiers did these things, but standing by the cross of Jesus were his mother and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, that's, the, that's John, um, and, and he said to his mother, woman, behold your son, and then he said to his disciple, behold your mother, and from that hour the disciple took her in his home. Jesus, even in his greatest anguish and suffering, found a way to honor and love his mother. And if Jesus thought that was a perfect example, how much more should we treasure and love our mothers? Amen? Amen. So as we come to this today, we, we start to understand and we start it with treasure because the truth of the matter is life is a treasure hunt. It really is a treasure hunt. And, and, and it's not always easy to see treasure. Most treasure is buried. Most treasure is buried. And many times you've got to dig through a bunch of stuff that gets a little messy in order to find the treasure. Sometimes you've got to be persistent. You've got to dig through rock. Sometimes you've got to dig through dirt, soil. Sometimes you've got to dig through sand. But it doesn't matter what it is when you're digging for treasure. If you know that there's treasure there, you'll, do, you'll get your hands dirty. You'll sweat. You'll get some blisters. You'll do whatever it takes 
to find that treasure. And so as we come to today's parable, there's two parables in one, and they're very short. But one is called the parable of the hidden treasure, and the other is the parable of the great pearl. And I want to read them to you. And this is what Jesus said. It's on your text. It says, The kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, then in his what? He goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. The parable of the, of the pearl of great value. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls who on finding one pearl of great value went and sold all he had and bought it. And so today as we look at this, I want us to look at the context. And Jesus has just finished explaining the parable of the wheat and tares. And he's been talking about the kingdom of heaven. And he's really spent time expressing truth about the kingdom of heaven in parables. In Matthew 13, he talks about the seed and the sower. He talks about the weeds in the field. He talks about the mustard seed. He talks about the leaven. And then he gets to this idea of hidden treasure. And, uh, and as I mentioned earlier, life is a treasure hunt. Many times we go on the wrong hunt and many times we're hunting for fool's gold. Many times we treasure the wrong things. And so what happens is, is we find out some powerful truth in this simple, simple two parable sentence that Jesus gives to us. I want you to see these two same truths in these stories. The kingdom of heaven is priceless. That's the first thing that God wants you and I to know today. The kingdom of heaven is priceless. It cannot be bought, sold, or rented, leased, or loaned. The kingdom of heaven, and that's the way our relationship would be. It should not be for sale, rent, lease, or loan to anybody. Our relationship with Jesus. And so Jesus is helping them see the two similarities that, the, that the, the, what we have in Christ you cannot even estimate its value. It's priceless. What, what, what could a man pay for his soul? What, what, what would a person pay for seconds more on earth? Ask some of the richest people in the world who died. They said, there's one thing I know. I can't buy more time. And so you think about that. Both parables involved a man, now listen to this, who sold all that he possessed in order to gain this treasure. And that's what Jesus calls us to. He doesn't want a, a Sunday Christian. He doesn't want a part-time believer. No. He, 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 you need to sell it all and sell out to Jesus. And if we don't, and, and see, some people like to play both sides of the fence, but God doesn't play. And you may find you have fool's gold. And so, so as you look at this, the treasure and the pearl, both, both of them represent Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offers that you can't pay even with good works. Some people think you can be good enough to go to heaven. If you can be good enough to go to heaven, then Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. Think about it. And if you don't believe me, then believe the words of Jesus when he prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane. Father, if there's any other way any other way and and the answer was no only the cross so those of you who believe that your good works are going to get you to heaven you don't believe jesus and you have sold your treasure for fool's gold 
Now we can apply this to today in its intended meaning with Jesus and great treasure because one of the things that Jesus says when you find this great treasure, he says all the law and the prophets hang on two things. If you love God and love people. That's all the law and the prophets. He said, they said, what's the greatest commandment? He said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, strength. He said, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. He said, all the law and the prophets hang on those two things. See, when you have great treasure, you're not afraid to love. You're not afraid to love God openly and in public. And you're not afraid to love other people. Even if people don't like you, love them. You see, we understand our relationship with God is priceless. And so we love God and love people above all things. God thinks you're so priceless that He sent His one and only Son for you. We sang about it. Jesus came. He left. We sang a song that God, what, of God thinks you're, what you're worth. Some people, you think you're worthless. You think that, that you're a mistake. You are, you are priceless to God. He gave his son for you. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and you gave your life. You thought I was worth not just saving, but keeping. So what would you do? You cleaned me up inside. Right? And then last but not least, you thought I was to die for. So you sacrificed your life. So I could be free. And that's, that's what Jesus is talking about here. Jesus speaks to us and, and he purchased our salvation. So the question is, do you treasure Jesus the way he treasures you because he gave his life for you? Do you give your life for him? And that's a daily job and it ain't easy. Second thing I want you to see this morning is once we truly find God's heavenly kingdom, we'll sacrifice our earthly empires. Now, see, you don't get a lot of amens on that one because people like their empires. Well, let me tell you what, the empire strikes back. You know it does. And empires were made to crumble. The kingdom lasts forever. So keep in mind, once you truly find God's heavenly kingdom, you'll sell all empires. You'll sell out for the kingdom. And that's what this is saying, heavenly treasure. It's talking about this pearl. We can't pay for our salvation even by selling your worldly goods. You can't do that. But once you've found the prize, you'll give up anything just to have Jesus. That's what the Apostle Paul said. He said, I consider everything in my life before Jesus rubbish. He said, all I want to do is know Jesus. That's all I want to do. Oh, but, but guess what? There's another part of it that doesn't get the big amen, and it's this. He said, and I want to know his sufferings. Oh, wait. Stop, pastor. I just like the joy part and the treasure part, and I like to wear the rubies and the diamonds, but I don't want no treasure. I don't want no struggle. But he said, I want to know Christ and his suffering so I can share in his glory. I'm just talking Bible here, y'all. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3, if anybody cares. But what was at attained in exchange is so much more valuable. It's in comparison. It's incomparable. He said, it's trash compared to the diamonds that I found in Jesus. The struggle, for our the, the struggle is this, guys. Our earthly empires are tangible because they're now. And, and, and let's not lie. We're in church. 
at least let's not lie in church today. You know, we might lie after church or, you know, at some point, but, but the truth of the matter is, is sometimes we get a little jealous when we see so-and-so doing the wrong things and getting what they, and then we think, where's mine? Yours is in heaven. That's where yours is. They're trading, they're exchanging the truth of God for a lie. They're getting their reward right here, right now. That's what you have to put into your heart and mind. But it's hard because empires are now. They are, they are tangible and nobody thinks they're defeatable until they've been defeated. The kingdom lasts forever. You don't believe me? Think about what, what Jesus said to Pilate. Pilate said, don't you realize I have the power? He was Roman, and Romans owned everything, and it didn't look like anyone would ever topple them. (laughs) Didn't work out. Didn't work out, did it? And so what happens? He said, I have the power, and Jesus said, Pilate, 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 Pilate. He said, don't you understand The only power that you have is the power that my father has allowed you to have. And I can call 10 legions, that's 10,000 angels, to wipe you out right now. But the kingdom that I have, you can't wrap your head around it. The kingdom that I have is so much bigger and so much broader and so much more powerful, it would blow your mind. He said, so I'm going to do this because it's it's my father's will, not yours. And it's the truth. And that's that same principle again. Many will sell their souls for treasures now. We'll sell our everything. Money, sex, and power, and, and, and people have a price. And that's the struggle. They'll literally, and I ask you this question, what good is it for a person to gain the whole world and yet forfeit, lose their soul? What good is it? But we do it every day. And we know men and women who are doing it every day. And it breaks our heart. And we watch. And we watched it. And we don't know what to do aside from say, the treasure we speak of you don't know anything about. You see, we must learn to treasure true treasure and store up treasures in heaven. That's what we have to do. We can do that by loving God and loving people. We can do that by selling out our earthly empires and serving the kingdom of God instead of ourselves. That's how we do it. That's how we live. A true, true love comes with sacrifice. Ask any mother. You know what you sacrifice for your babies. My mama, my mama had an alcoholic husband. And she worked three jobs to provide for our family. Before my dad got home, and I love my dad. He's, he's gone, but I, I loved him. But the bottom line is, he drank his paycheck at Connor's bar before she had, she had to go hunt him and hope there was a few dollars left on his bar before he could pay his bar tab. So she worked three jobs. So I understand why sometimes she's a little bit snippy. You know what I'm saying? She's allowed to be a little bit mean. You know what I mean? That woman worked. Three jobs. She didn't get cleaning people's carpets, babysitting, dunking donuts. She, and then, you know what? We didn't have a whole lot, so they let her take some of the donuts home at night to help feed us. 
That's my mama. You know, people don't know her struggle. But true sacrifice, mamas, you know what you'll sacrifice for your children. And Jesus, he understands that because, because he sacrificed for you and God the Father sacrificed for us. True love is sacrifice. Jesus is the living sacrifice. It means we have to die to self. If anybody knows what dying to self is, mamas do. They would rather feed you and be hungry. Everybody knows that. We've got to love the way Jesus loved. But the only way we do that is if we treasure something different. The only way we can really love like that is if we found that great pearl and we love differently than others. Because people, people who understand true love understand God because God is love. The third thing I want you to see this morning is this. The kingdom of heaven is hidden because many seek... This is one I don't want you to miss. Many seek spiritual truth by earthly power and worldly wisdom. This is why the kingdom of heaven is hidden because many seek spiritual truth by earthly power and worldly wisdom. You, 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 you can't find God that way. The Bible says this. This is literally what the Bible says about the gospel, that the, the good news about Jesus. It says, it's the power of God unto salvation for those who believe, but to those who are perishing, it's foolishness. You can find that in 1 Corinthians 1. It's foolishness to others because they're... And then the Bible goes on to say, 1 Corinthians 1 is amazing, by the way. If you continue to read, you'll find that God confounds the wise with His wisdom, which supersedes man's wisdom. And so, earthly power, you can't be powerful enough to get Jesus. You have to submit yourself to God. Humble yourself before God. The treasures are indicating the spiritual truth is missed because it can't be found by intelligence or power or worldly wisdom. Instead, what happens is we trust God and the mysteries of God are revealed to us through the kingdom. Many people are unable to hear, unable to see, and unable to comprehend the truth because they're busy. No, Siri, it wasn't you. Siri trying to get in on my sermon. Stop, Siri. She's like, I don't know what you're talking. I know. That's worldly wisdom. You don't know nothing about it, Siri. Be quiet. She's trying to get in on my message. Stay up. At, you know, this is an A-B conversation. See yourself out of it. Where was I? No. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is this is that the mysteries are hidden because they're not looking for them. They're not digging. They're not searching. They don't want it. And so it becomes a mystery. They say, how can one die for all? The same way one caused sin for all. They say, how can, 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 can God uh, resurrect the body? And they get caught in all those things and they forget the main issue. God is creator. He does what he wants, when he wants. He creates something out of nothing. It literally means ex nihilo. Out of nothing, he creates something. If you, want, if you need testimony about that, here I am. He took nothing and made him something, amen? And some people say he's a whole lot of something, but hey, that's something else, you know? 
That's a, that's a song for another time. The disobedient, though, listen to this. The disobedient, they reap natural consequences for their unbelief and their spiritual blindness. They do. They reap these struggles. God wants to open our eyes. He wants us to be able to discern spiritual truth. He gave us parables to help us understand. But you know what's dangerous is when we have that knowledge and we choose not to make it wisdom. Because you know you can have knowledge, but wisdom is applied knowledge. Just because you know something doesn't mean anything. You have to apply it to be considered wise. And once you know the truth, the question is what are you going to do with it? You see, these guys, they found something, they covered it, and then they ran back to buy it because they were like, this is all mine now, right? They, they got rid of everything else in their life just for that. That's what they were like, I hope nobody else, I need to keep this. This is worth more than anything. My whole life work right here. And they ran, and they did it. Sell everything. Some of us have to sell out relationships because they ain't going where they need to go. But nobody wants to hear that. Some people needs to, need, to, need, need to sell out those attitudes. Some people need to sell out those false beliefs. Some people need to sell out and quit messing with magic. That's not popular. Some people need to sell out your modern-day prophets. Some people like to dabble in other things. But once you find the truth, everything else is counterfeit. You don't believe me? Read Acts chapter 19, where what happens is, is once they found real truth, they gathered all of their magic books and all their div divination. They brought it to the center of town and burned it. Because they said, we experienced real power. Real power. You see, money, sex, and power are always going to call your name. doesn't matter how long you've been walking with Jesus. Money, sex, and power are always going to call your name. The most dangerous thing you can do is say, never me. Don't believe that. Don't believe that. You need to always say, Jesus, help me. Because right when you start thinking that is when the devil's at his best. You got to say, uh-uh. You got to trust the Holy Spirit and you got to trust that. But if you're not making a constant investment, you ain't going to see the dividends. You ain't putting no money in the bank. You keep going back wondering why it says insufficient funds. Because you ain't putting nothing in there. Right? I'm just saying. Let me go check this one more time. Well, if you haven't visited and deposited anything, it's still the same. Somebody call my mama. <laughs> Tell her happy Mother's Day from me. Finally, here's this last thought I want to share with you today. And, and this man, this is awesome. The seeker stopped seeking and went all in when he found what was priceless. He stopped seeking, man. You see, for you and I, man, when we find Jesus, we find everything. We find life, hope, peace, joy. You name it, we find it in Christ. And then we don't need to seek all those. We don't need to seek love from somebody else. God brings love into our life. 
You can't keep giving it away and then thinking love's going to come your way. I have preached countless times to, to men and women who say, I'm trusting God for that person. And I say, but are you living like that person? Because there's somebody praying for a godly woman. There's somebody praying for a godly man. And God ain't going to give his choice servant to somebody else. You can't be acting all kinds of scandalous and then praying for God to give you somebody that is not being scandalous. And this is something you probably can't handle this. But I'm just trying to be true. And you know what I've seen countless times? When I have seen people live that way, all of a sudden, God brings this person and it's beautiful. But you have to be that. you got to sell out all that. And you got to be willing to trust God and wait unless you're like Sarah. You should read that story. She gave her husband somebody else. That ain't working in 2019. That might have worked up in Genesis, but it ain't working in 2019. And Abraham was like, okay, girl, if you want me to. You didn't hear him push back, did he? He didn't say, no, nah, I'm good. He's like, he's like, oh, okay, then. You and her? He didn't know what he was getting, though, because if you read on, you find out he got way more than he ever wanted. Yes, he did. Nobody knows nothing about that story, do they? They don't think the Bible's scandalous, but the Bible's all kinds of scandalous. Come on, Jesus. Happy Mother's Day. But the truth is, man, true worshipers, they stop seeking worldly wisdom and they keep seeking God through discipleship, through fellowship, through the reading of the Word, through prayer. And it's not so you go to heaven, it's so you know Jesus more and you know where your treasure is. This is a treasure map for you and me. It's a treasure map and it's filled with all of these wonderful promises but you got to dig and get it. You got to dig in. You got to get the hard hat on. You got to go through some things to get to this. And it ain't easy when everybody else is calling your name. You see, the merchant, he stopped seeking other pearls when he found the ultimate pearl. The, 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 the other, he, he was looking for treasure, but when he found real treasure... He sold everything he had for true treasure. You see, eternal life is incorruptible. It's an inheritance, and it comes through the love of Jesus Christ. It comes through understanding what you have, what you have and what has been found. First off, Jesus found you, and then you find Him. You see, others find treasure, and they want both. Doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Somebody may as well tell you the truth before you make a commitment to Jesus that's like half-hearted. Just save it. You don't need to do it. I can't believe that pastor just told me save it. Yep, save it. Because it ain't true and it ain't real. You see, the first fruit of belief is repentance, which means you identify with God that you need Him. And everything else does it. Because if, if not, what, what good is it? I'm going to serve part-time Jesus. Jesus on Sunday, everybody else all week long. Right? 
Jesus fulfills our greatest needs. He satisfies our longings. He makes us whole and clean before God. He calms our hearts and quiets our fears. He gives us hope, man. There's a great price. And Jesus paid that price for you and for me. He emptied Himself of His glory and became a lowly man and shed, bre- shed blood on the cross as, a penalty, as paying penalty for our sins. So the question here this morning is simple. What about you? Today, today, the treasure has been uncovered for you. But, but you, you did something to uncover it. You showed up. You know how hard it is to show up to church? Especially if you ain't been to church in a long time showing up to church because you don't know how church people are going to act. It's scary. I was one of those people who was like, that, that's going to burst into flames when I come in. Or they're going to hold me down and cast devils out or something. You know? You don't know what's going to happen. You're scared. You try and act like you know the song. Right? You're like, watermelon, 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 you know. You're raising your hand, don't know why. You know, you know what's up. Don't know what you're saying about, but happy, you know. Hoping nobody knows, right? But the truth is, when you find that treasure, man, you want to sell everything out and you just want Jesus. You'll get rid of it all, man. Are you willing to sell out for Christ today is the question. Or is what you have, what you desire, or what you want greater than the treasure that's being offered here today? Here's the good news. Jesus died to give you a choice. So you get to choose. I'm not telling you what you have to do. You get to choose. Just remember, whatever you choose, there's a consequence to that choice. That's the simplest. I just ask that you choose wisely. See, if, it, if it's me, I'm going to choose the guy who loves me, who gave his life for me, who sacrificed himself for me. If it's me, I'm going to choose the one who promised to give me life, not just, not just eternal life, but abundant life here. And, and he's going to be present in my problems. I need God in my problems. I got some problems. I need God in my problems. When I try and solve my problems with my worldly wisdom, it doesn't work out. But when I solve my problems through God's wisdom, somehow it works out. So today it's time for the empire to fall. And it's time for God's kingdom to raise. And it all comes down to your choice. Would you bow your heads with me? Father, we love you. And God, thank you for this truth that's just so simple and plain and beautiful and pure. God, the treasure that you offer us is is more, it's priceless. And so we thank you. The great pearl is you, Jesus. And and once we find you, we we ain't trading it for nothing. So if you're here today, man, and you've heard the message, and you know that God is already at work in you and through you, we just want to trust you. We just want to trust you, God, right now. I know that there's some static happening right now, God, but we're not going to let that disrupt us. Please don't let that disrupt you right now. The the enemy of our soul wants to disrupt your heart, disrupt your mind, disrupt your thinking right now because he knows heaven and hell, life life and death are hanging in this balance right now. He'll do whatever he can to distract. He'll make noise. He'll he'll cause the microphone to do whatever it does, but God's greater than him. So I need you to centrally focus right now. Devil don't like getting called out, but boom. Welcome to the jungle. Jesus, 
Jesus, I pray you'll offer this treasure to all these precious people here. And if you're here today and you say, you know what, Pastor Mike, I, I'm, my empire's done. I want the kingdom. I, I found great treasure and I found it in Christ. No longer is my life, my soul, my world, it's no longer for sale, rent, lease, or loan. I sell out totally to Jesus today. Everything I am and everything I'm not. If that's you, raise your hand up high in the air. Let the whole world see. Amen. The whole world. Amen. Reach into heaven. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You guys may place your hands down. Everyone within the sound of my voice. We're just going to pray. And prayer is literally just talking to God. There's no, no, it's, there's nothing. God hears your heart. That's all he cares about. And you can just simply say, Jesus, I love you. And Jesus, I believe in you. And the first fruit of my belief is to repent. And I admit I need you. I admit that I am in desperate need of you. I ask you to save me, forgive me, change me. Holy Spirit, come and live in me. I know that I'm not going to be perfect, but I am being perfected. And today, I put my trust in that. I choose to no longer believe the lies of the enemy of my soul, and I choose to believe the truth about Jesus. It's in Jesus' name, by faith, that I pray this prayer. And the church of Jesus Christ said, can you give the Lord a hand clap today because he's an awesome God? Ooh, God is good. God is so good. We're so glad that if you made that decision, tell somebody about it. You'll never forget Mother's Day. It'll be a special Mother's Day for you. Uh, mothers and ladies, as you're leaving today, we have wonderful gifts for you. We're going to